Testing, the modern testing podcast. Join your hosts, Alan. God! Now I'm mad! <laughs> and Brent. I am mindless, agile robot. I must iterate. God! <laughs> As we talk about software engineering, software quality, leadership, and whatever else comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Howdy. It's episode 100. <laughs> Three digits of AV testing. I'm here with Brent, and we have all three of our listeners on the line as well. And we will hear from each of them throughout this episode. So I say we... Do, do you have anything to say, Brent? Are you here? No, let's go. <laughs> I'm very excited about today. Okay. I cannot believe it's been 100 episodes, but I would... I'm going to take some glory away from the three, and because this feels better for me to say it, but Brent... It is only your 99th episode. <laughs> I hate you. Just for the record, <laughs> the, the look of despair on his face was priceless, was priceless. Uh, real quick, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, which is Practitest, uh, from Joel, who is one of the three who could not make it today. And Practitest, com. As you are aware, there is no one-size-fits-all in testing. That's why they built Practitest to be a centralized solution that supports testing of different types and sizes. Scripted, exploratory, automated, whatever. They envision a place where all testing data will reside so stakeholders can generate the information required for their needs. Another issue they're trying to solve is that as you create more and more tests and more types of tests, you end up having a lot of data in the system. And if you have too much data it can be harmful because you may end up just not looking at it at all. That's why we, why they introduce a revolutionary approach to data organization. Instead of burying the data in folders within folders within folders, they allow users to work with a hierarchical filter trees that are based on the same data you are storing. This enables you to organize information in more flexible and even multiple ways, helping you to generate better reports and visibility into your product and process. They also believe that a tester's job is to not test for the sake of testing, as we believe on A-B testing, but to create visibility and provide information that will help the team release better products and do it faster. For that reason, having a platform that supports testing is not enough, and we put a lot of effort into the dashboard. They put a lot of effort into the dashboard and reporting metrics to make sure any stakeholders can get the relevant information they need in the format they need it and when they need it. Brent and I got a, a tour of the product. We love it, and we think you should check it out. Again, it's www.practitest.com. And now, on with the fun part of the show. Brent, you taking, taking selfies? Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to post them to Slack. We have a couple of our three listeners on the line. It looks like a whole bunch of them are in chat. I'm not sure how to do this. I'm just going to call on people. Is that cool? If you don't have any, if you're just here to listen, you don't have anything to say, maybe that's cool. And we can always come back to people. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll follow chat after I kind of go through everyone in alphabetical order. And just say if you have a, something you want to say, a question you have for us. If you have a question, we will try and be brief. As I stare at Brent, we'll try and be brief. <laughs> we must be brief, and I will jot down notes of anything that we should dive into later. And maybe we'll just uh, go through it that way. As you can tell, we're carefully planned and meticulous Actually, in a perfect world, our A-B testing assistant would be here to, in like a green room, like they have on the radio shows, to kind of uh, uh, pre-screen the calls and bring them to us. So um, I'm going to go in alphabetical order, as I said, and we'll see if we can hear people and get them on the show. I pressed the total wrong button. Antonio. 
Why don't you unmute and, and uh, say something to Brent and I? I just want to thank you guys for everything you do for the community. You guys, between the five and five thing you do on your blog posts and all the podcasts you do, the talks you guys give at different conferences, you guys put a lot out there and you guys are trying to really make waves and evolve the testing community to be more as basically the like technology evolves and as everything evolves around us. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't agree with everything you guys say, but I do love the fact that you guys are doing a lot for the community and I've learned a lot in these past, I'd say what, two years since I've been on the podcast listening to you guys. So thanks. Thank you, Tony. And after, after I heard you talk, I go, that's not Antonio, that's Tony. <laughs> thanks, man. That's really cool to hear. And then one thing Brent and I both brought in and for those not in the Slack channel and not in the big, well-planned-out, far-in-advance thing. We have postcards we both thought to bring in today because a bunch of you send in postcards thanking us for what we're doing. It's really, really cool. I uh, tweeted a picture of one set of uh, that I received. So uh, thank you, everybody, for that. I, I'm, that's super cool. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, as Alan and I have said on multiple times, oh, we should have brought the tequila today. We do this for this, like this, this list of uh, postcards I have on the desk right now is the whole reason why I'm in this. Cool, man. It's not with, for dealing with you, which by the way, has been five years. And we've known each other longer than that. I never thought that, uh, I never thought it would be like this, man. No, I never thought it would be like this. (laughs) All right. right, Cycling through, uh, Andrew Morton. Hello. Hi, Alan. Hi, Brent. How are you? Very well, Andrew. Thank you. Cool. Um, so I'd uh, just like to echo Antonio and thank you both for the podcast and especially for the modern testing principles. They certainly managed to distill a lot of my own thinking uh, in a much better, more eloquent way than I ever could. So that's brilliant. Thank you very much. I don't know that everyone's ever called me eloquent before. It, definitely not. I mean, people have called us charming, which we reject this notion. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's been an iterative process. We started, we went through it. Like, I, I do like a lot of how the three have contributed. Uh, the MOT publish has really helped to simplify the language. That's Ministry of Test? Yep. Yeah, I should know. <laughs> yeah. I, I work for them, which yes. is a disclaimer. So. So I don't know how much credit is us versus the community because that's really been an iterative process. Yeah, and please reflect back on those of you that were around a year or a year and a half ago when we first started coming up with the idea of principles. The community helped vet the crap out of those. So a lot of the, a lot of the eloquence came out of a lot of debate and discussion, which was I, I think it's great. It's like the way I like to build software is the way we built the principles. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's viewed as its as its own thing now, given that a non-trivial portion of it was just blatantly stolen from people like Lisa and, and others. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on down the list. Uh, Amanda. I wondered if you guys would get back to me. You disappeared down my list for a minute. And uh, you're, can you speak up? You're pretty quiet in our in our headsets. Okay, uh, I just switched machines to a, a new Windows 10 machine, so I'm still 
figuring out. Uh, yeah, it's I, I blame Windows, but anyway, go on. This is actually my first Zoom meeting with with the new machine, so we're all testing here. Uh, I have been listening for quite a while. I don't think quite all 100 episodes, but it's definitely my favorite podcast. It even beats the West Wing Weekly as in in the order of of excitement when the new episodes drop. So and then uh, disappointment after you listen for a while, but <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, thinking uh, Amanda likes punishment. It, it may, that's what it describes. <laughs> Well, it's 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 comforting to hear the the rambling that oh. you know my my own brain rambles quite a bit. So it's it's nice to hear the stream of consciousness uh, isn't just confined to me. But <laughs> I I really appreciate the conversations that have happened on the podcast in in the time since. Uh, I've started listening. I've taken over as a manager of a QA team and our previous manager had been managing since the nineties. So I really related, especially to the episode where uh, you're doing the uh, modern testing versus old school testing. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, that some of the things that were said in in that episode in particular have really helped me articulate why we need to modernize in some areas. And I guess the, uh, not really a question, I guess, but the challenge I'm facing right now is how to have some of the, the tough conversations with my team who has been here since not since the 90s exactly, but they're very comfortable with the old school way of doing things. Basically, the uh, change or die. Uh, I've, I think I'm having to get increasingly frank with some people on that. So that's the, the current challenge I am dealing with. So I'm willing to hear more from the three as to uh, how they've dealt with that either either now or online later on it's interesting that you mentioned that because i've been talking i send a i've sent a few samples in our slack group but i send a weekly newsletter to my quality community they're not even mine the quality community uh at unity and one of the things i've been talking about quite a bit lately has been feedback and how to give good feedback and the other thing I do is I consider part of my job is growing leaders. We talk a lot about, there's this line from a book by Heffitz, which I've mentioned 50 times on the podcast. I'll mention it again, leadership on the line, which is leadership is disappointing people at a level they can absorb. And I love that line because you, you can't push them too hard or they freak out. But if you don't push them at all and they're complacent, you don't get any results. So it's just finding that right balance. We'll, we'll dive deep into that in an upcoming episode. Yeah, happy to, happy to help out there. Cool. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Butch. Howdy. Howdy. Happy 100th episode. Thank you. Thank you. Much. Yeah, thanks for all that y'all do for the testing community. Uh, I do have a question. Awesome. Uh, I've got leaders uh, in my organization. Uh, one in particular I had a conversation with. He's a developer lead. Uh, and how would you respond to someone who's in that role? 
that, you know, says to me when I'm talking about testing, you know, the old saying, the person who wrote the code shouldn't be the one to test their code. They've got their blinders on. How can I help drive a, a quality culture with that leader? The thing I do the most in that situation is one is I stop myself from rolling my eyes. <laughs> I don't. But pairing, pairing, pairing. I think pair testing with someone like that is so advantageous for both of you. You as the test specialist learn more about the ideas, that what's going on into the implementation of the code. But what I found 1,000 times out of 1,000 is that people are able to defocus, take those blinders off, and actually test their code pretty darn well. There are things that a good testing specialist will find that that developer won't find, but boy, they can... I have found, again, in every single case, no exception, uh, through pairing, I have been able to convince developers that not only have they been able to test, but been able to test their own code. Uh, there's, there are multiple techniques that I've seen that work very well. Uh, I'll say the, the ones, when I'm in a management role, uh, the one that I found the most effective is I just basically say, um, you're going to own the quality and we're not going to, we're going to, my test resources are going to spend time on. By, by resources, he means human beings. <sighs> my test. Peters, yes. Are going to spend more of their time evaluating data uh, in production. And so what we're going to do is grease the wheels for when they do check-in that goes straight to production uh, so I try to create a little bit of a fire saying, hey, I'm tired of test being a bottleneck. Uh, Dad's going to be able to check straight in. Here's the mitigations that I know of uh, that work very well, uh, as Alan pointed out, pair programming. Although here, I would probably do a mob and have two devs pair programming with a, a tester looking behind them uh, asking questions. Because what you're really trying to do is is make them realize that that objectivity or lack of objectivity um, mantra is baloney. Um, another great trick is is just get a couple people going to uh, and getting uh, TDD training. TDD is absolutely my my favorite way to start people into this. Alan, awesome. Alan's giving me the shut the hell up uh, sign. I, so. I, 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 I know how to recognize, uh-oh, Brent's going to keep going, man. But that's, that's a start. If that's not enough, uh, ping us, and we will talk more about that later. I want to make sure we don't skip the people whose name begins with Z. Awesome. Thank you all. Yeah. You're welcome, man. Thanks for Thanks, listening. Thanks, uh, Chris Blaine. Hi. Um, happy 100th. Thank uh, you. I really enjoy the fact that I think you've been able to move the testing conversations forward that were probably stalled for a while in the testing community. Um, that's something that I think is really important and, and it's fun to check in every week and hear your thinking of all, see um, how you're moving through your careers. And you know, I'm very interested if we can get more this week about um, the end of the transformation that you're doing, Alan, if you can talk about that yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of one of the things I want to do is is work on that 
having that quality culture and building that and things like that. So I'm always very keen to hear that when you talk about that in the, in the podcast each week, it's been really valuable to me. And I think it's a great uh, way for the, you know, testing uh, community at large to move forward. Alan, you're in spying threes of people all over the world. I am. I am. So I finally officially start my new role at unity on Monday. And I took uh, job B, which is uh, basically a director of delivery, uh, working across our monetization organization, which is largely ads, uh, just helping that team of 160 engineers uh, work together better, uh, increase velocity, increase quality. So obviously I have my quality slant in there. I've described this as an iceberg job, meaning I go in knowing what about 10% of the role is. And as I start exploring that 10%, I'll discover eventually what the other 90% is. And I, I really like being in that situation, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, really, that's all I know about it. I know I will spend the first couple of weeks talking to a lot of people, figuring out what's up. And this, these are teams I work with before and people I work with before, so I have some pretty good ideas going in. But there'll be just a lot of discovery, figuring out what's going on. And I'm except there was some bureaucracy and red tape in the way of getting it over. Um, Basically, Unity is a new enough company and a small enough company that internal transfers are fairly rare. And internal transfers of senior roles are, I could be the first one ever. <laughs> so there was some stuff involved in that. But it all it's all taken care of finally, so I'm looking forward to get going. And I will be talking about that more and more as, uh, uh, as the episodes go on. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, congrats on the role change. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm pretty excited about it. All right. The one and only Chris Kenst. Chris, wow, that's a that's a great intro. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one and only. I'm going to mess up so bad now that you said that. Um, but uh, no, I wanted to, I wanted to come on and say thanks for both of thanks to both of uh, of everything that you both are doing. Um, I think the modern testing principles are great. Um, I like that there's sort of this this North Star that people can use to sort of understand sort of what the future of modern testing looks like. I mean, even though a lot of these aren't new, the fact that they're all combined and sort of packaged makes a lot of sense. Um, but so my question is, have you seen um, from the people that you've talked to and the responses that you've got, are there certain industries that are actually better able to adopt the modern testing principles better than others? Like are consumer internet companies able to make that transition better than say like, you know, healthcare companies or are like mobile companies, that kind of thing. Are there specific industries where that actually it's much easier for them to go, Oh, this makes sense. Yes. All right. Next person. No. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, so I'll, I'll go first. I do think it's very tightly aligned, and there's a lot of literature on this around even Agile, right? As as you all know, modern testing principles has a strong foundation in Agile and Lean processes. Um, I, I will definitely say if you if you are in a if your product is something that's service based. Uh, if you're not on something like modern testing, you're already behind the times. Uh, and then uh, going to the final scaler where there's you know something that's very – has a long lead time. For example, uh, I, I, I saw a message recently about 
automated airplanes, right? I, doing reactionary stuff uh, like that. There needs to be a QA department for something along that lines to to assure you minimize what uh, what we've called here as sort of catastrophes in production. The way I would uh, phrase that is that the larger the risk, the more likely you need a dedicated testing specialist or specialists. Yes. Uh, so that can be true in, in other aspects of software also. I will add to it, and the larger the lead time. Yes. There is, I'll just throw another book reference out real quick. Steve Denning, uh, I became a fan of his when he wrote a book called The Leader's Guide to Radical Management. And he's a business author, writes for Forbes, but he had discovered Agile and seen a lot of applications for it in business. But so it was very early on, well, fairly early on in the, in the world of Agile. So he didn't call out Agile as much. But his latest book is called um, The Age of Agile or The Speed of Agile, something. You can look it up, Steve Denning. And it's it's how there's one profile of a team at Microsoft, but there's profiles of different industries applying Agile. And of course, as Brett mentioned, we're built upon Agile, we're built upon, I mean, if you've read The Lean Startup, that's where you can see where we stole a lot of stuff from. And we also build a lot on uh, what Lisa Crispin and Janet Gregory wrote in Agile Testing. Yep. Full stealing, you know, uh, steal like an artist. That's that what we did. Oh, uh, no. We, I mean, the, the we, people we stole from is long. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. Reinertsen, Poppendikes, right? Like, it's long list. <laughs> um, Shall we go on? Yeah. Uh, where, where, where am I? Connor. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yep. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I just um, said to join today because I'm enjoying the podcast and I uh, want to thank you for it. I kind of got to a point in my career where I no longer wanted to be the bottleneck. I wanted to learn more about coaching teams. I've started to use analytics to figure out how customers are using the, team, uh, using the product. And also getting more engaged with customers, getting on customer calls and getting involved more in betas. So at that point in my career, I saw the modern testing principles the first time, started listening to the podcast. So it was really good that at that point in my career that I, I found the modern testing principles. So I want to thank you both. Oh, you're welcome. welcome. Brent's, te- Brent's tearing up a little, just so you guys know. Uh, I am. So I, <laughs> I, I have to listen to everyone coming in and say, oh, I want to be just like you, Alan. I want to be a coach too. But I, I absolutely love it when I hear people saying, oh, yeah, I'm moving into the data. I'm moving into the customer analytics. I haven't yet heard anyone saying, yeah, I've, I've dropped it. I'm following. I'm going into a data science role yet, but I've still got my fingers crossed. <laughs> Lisa's the closest one. <laughs> but even then, her, I think she, what's her title? We'll ask her in a minute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Where was I? Thank you very much, Connor. We're, we're glad to have you on board. Glad, yeah. glad we're helpful once in a while. Uh, Emna. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Uh, congratulations uh, to this uh, episode. Uh, this is my first time live uh, with you. Uh, I'm very interested in uh, modern testing and uh, I'm following uh, your uh, video in uh, YouTube and uh, also in Slack channel. Uh, I have good news that uh, I'll um, I'll speak about modern testing in uh, a conference in IEEE uh, DTS conference uh, next uh, in, the, in the end of this uh, month. I'll talk about the transition uh, 
from uh, traditional agile and modern testing, also the role of uh, agile uh, coach. Uh, so uh, I'm uh, very glad to be here and uh, hope to. Uh, it's a it's a, cha- a challenge. Uh, Modern testing really a big challenge for me, and uh, I'm learning a lot when uh, following you. Thank you, everyone. I'm so excited to hear about uh, this. is not the first time, but I'm loving that uh, other people are talking about modern testing. Yes, it's exciting I, to me. It's fantastic, Brent. We, we made a thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's really cool. We're very excited. Please let us know how it goes. Uh, I'm. I'm both flattered and excited and uh, all those things. Yeah, I'd love to, when, when, you, when you've done the presentation, I'd love to have the, the get the deck up on the Slack channel and as well as hear yeah. your sense of how it went. Awesome. Thank you, Emna. Glad to have you Thank here. You. And then uh, Thank someone you. who gets uh, name dropped on the show more than once, uh, Lisa Crispin. Oh, it's so exciting to be here. Congratulations on number 100. Woohoo. Yeah. So Thank you, I'm Lisa. Trying, I'm trying to remember why I started listening to your podcast. <laughs> Which I know that sounds bad. <laughs> but I happened to start listening right at episode 60, I think. And you did you did mention me and Janet in our book. And I was like, oh, wow, those, they have they have found value in, in our book. And, of course, all the other people who contributed to, to our books. And so that was exciting. And of course, flattery gets you everywhere. So I started listening. But but really, truly, you know, I was listening to that just as like I had just heard Angie Jones on a different podcast talking about testing artificial intelligence and machine learning. And, uh, I, you know, I was getting interested in data science and hearing this, hearing you talk about the next step after being an agile tester. Uh, you really need to learn this data science thing. You need to ramp up the coaching thing. And the coaching thing helped me right away in the job I was in because, you know, I was supporting up to 20 developers at one time and kind of switched over to that test consultant role there, which is something Jan and I always had promoted, but not to, not to that extent. And that worked really well. And then just getting interested in the data science and machine learning led me into uh, my current job, um, I was a testing advocate for a, a, a vendor whose tool uses data science and machine learning. And I have not learned about enough about those things yet, but, uh, but it's super fun. So thank you. You've like helped me transform my career, which is really exciting. Well, yeah. Um, as you know, we stole a great deal from, uh, we, in a lot of contexts, we, we've, we do frame uh, what we're talking about as sort of the next logical step from uh Agile testing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it they're not mutually exclusive by any means. Exactly. And then one thing I wanted to mention, I mentioned this once before on the podcast, but it's worth mentioning again because I mentioned uh, my community, my quality community at Unity, and uh, I it was about maybe two or three months into my role there. I started there over two years ago when I realized, oh, I really have a community. This matrix organization. I want. I'm, I, I'm big on building communities, as Brent knows, and. And that's that's helped connect people, but it was then like maybe three or four months later, I was rereading Agile Testing, and then right there, maybe it's chapter three, the book on managing teams talks about the manager runs a community. Totally paraphrased. I thought, yes, yes, they and uh, maybe I don't know if it was something I'd read and forgot about, something that was like in my subconscious, but uh, I love I love when I read a book and it reaches the same conclusions I reached on my own. It feels validating. 
worth mentioning because I mentioned community earlier. Well, that so, is nice to hear, and it's it's nice to hear it works for other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, just that's does. exactly how we feel about modern testing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you for listening, Lisa. It, it means a lot to us. Uh, it means Thank a lot. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, and and Lisa, let me know how uh, I can help you on understanding the data science part uh, deeper. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We will. But happy to make that happen. Cool. Uh, Matt. Matt Dills. Uh, he might he, he might have fell asleep. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna come back to Matt. He says he he doesn't have a mic. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Um, Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening in. Uh, if you have anything you want to say, you can chuck it in chat and someone can read it to me. But it looks like there's a Real Salt Lake fan on on the podcast. And as you all know, in our prediction episode, I predicted good things for the Sounders, um, who are doing very well, as opposed to Real Salt Lake. But uh, Michael Richards, what do you have to say? You, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Um, <laughs> but but not first time on the podcast, so. That's correct. Uh, yeah. yeah, considering that, uh, you know, happy 99th, uh, Brent. Um, oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we're done. For those of you that aren't long-time <laughs> listeners, uh, we did, like, in the 40s, I was at Test Bash Philly, and I yeah. recorded a, a whole episode of A-B Testing Podcast without Brent. That just means I get to do but, this twice, yeah. so I'll do it next episode. Percy and Michael and Vernon joined me for a, a podcast recording. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, go at on, some, Michael. At some point, Brent, you're going to have to do one without without uh, Alan somehow, some way. You can't if, you figure know, out how to use the equipment. No, I, I, I could figure it out. I have a teenager, uh, um, and we store the equipment in my office. So maybe that's what I'll do is I'll just uh, – me and him will just record one. Sure. sure. <laughs> anyway. Please so go I was, on. I, was say, I, I really appreciate all the uh, the guidance. I mean, that, that's the best thing I can say. And Alan, you specifically have, have been uh, kind of a mentor to me, and I appreciate that because it's it's really helped drive uh, the last three three to five years of my of my experiences in the testing world and and where I've come and where things are going. And, and I really vividly see uh, how the industry is going to change in the next five years, and and uh, it can't be stopped. And and I, I really appreciate everything that you have done and and how you kind of coalesce all the the ideas that are out there into to one central point. I love how he phrased that. One of the things that I think we've been trying to do for the last five years is just get people to see this and that it's not a negative thing. It's, it is, in my humble opinion, just a matter of time. It really can't be stopped because it doesn't make business sense. There's context, as, as we covered with Chris's question, there's context where it makes sense and it doesn't today, but I think even then it's going to change over time. And so hopefully we've inspired several people to uh, – there's a phrase I use. You can either be the butterfly or you can be the wind, and I'm hoping we've inspired a lot of folks to be the wind instead of the butterfly. And, and I will say in my closing is uh, let's, let's hope there's 100 more. Here's 200 more episodes. Ooh, another five years with Alan. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's only once every two weeks, so we we, we well, make yeah it we might be able to survive yeah. as long as you don't die before then. Or you? All right, back on a positive note, uh, Mohammed. Uh, hi, I just wanted to say thank you for the hundredth episode. I've been hearing your podcast since a while. 
and it has been amazing. And I just want to say to Alan that his article, Fear Factor, and the sentence of making the job obsolete have like been an eye-opener for myself. So thanks for that. And uh, can you hear me, by the way? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 we got gotcha. you. Awesome. And the model testing principles, I mean, they are quite interesting because, you know, we've never met. And this is how somehow we drive our testing in the company I work for, which was like quite interesting. So thanks for that as well. And yeah, this is everything I have to say. Thanks. Hey, Mohammed, uh, just making sure, I think I know who, who you are from the Slack channel. Are you a developer now? No. No, no, no okay. I don't think you know me. No, I'm, okay. I work I'm like for a company called Accurate Global. I'm a principal QA there. Okay. All right. Wrong fellow. But thank you for listening. <laughs> Glad we're able to help. On the podcast for the second time ever, along with Michael Richards, uh, Percy. Hey, hey. Hey, hey Percy. From New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey from Jersey. Thanks for getting that dad joke. Uh, yeah. Of course, takes one to know one, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Love dad jokes. Um, all right, man. So I actually remember when I started listening to AB testing. I'm going to give credit where credit is due, and that's to Michael Larson for putting up a blog post on, I think he wrote like uh, an end-of-year blog post that says, these are the best podcasts that you need to be able to listen to for the incoming year and and on that list is a b testing and i think you guys just put out uh the last episode of 2014 so that would be somewhere in the teens still uh so that was the first and time it wasn't I even actually, very good back then uh well that was like i got lucky with that episode because i think you guys were talking about you know the fundamental differences between generalizing specialists and uh specializing generalists and then oh. it kind of my interest just kind of ballooned from there was that and the one I, where alan and i finally closed on the debate between him and i on this one it might have been i mean okay. it's how i mean you guys were still both both at microsoft and well of course yeah. it kind of was a tangent fest too so it was oh, a typical like every episode, episode. I, must, I must say right <laughs> but um yeah I, I i can't thank you guys enough for you know, the, the, the amount of work that you guys have put in, you know, the fact that you guys listen to us or even take the time to listen to us uh, with our really highly opinionated, you know, ideas, sometimes completely counter against what you guys are thinking about. It, it did force me to think about a lot of stuff. And I've, I've gone to apply specifically a lot within the data science stuff that Brent has been talking about, uh, you know, how, how we were able to improve you know, simplifying our regression strategy and looking into you know customer usage data as well as uh, performance testing. Actually, that did streamline a lot of the stuff that we work when it comes to performance test design. Uh, looking into how our customers actually use the product instead of just thinking maybe this is how they will use our product. So we have you know very decent source of truth. You know, from there, man, I, I can go on forever, but I'm going to yield the floor to whoever's next. Again, thank you so much for you know putting up with everyone else and making sure your ideas are being known to the rest of the world. I, I will say before Alan has a chance that of all the three, uh, I actually think Percy has personally put more effort into the podcast than Alan or I have. Um, 
He created the Slack channel. Uh, he actually even invented the hash, hashtag, one of the three. Um, thanks for being with us all this time, Percy, and thanks for being such an active participant. Yeah, thanks. Per- thank you. Thank you. And I would also say that, you know, you, you thank us for like listening to the community, but we can't do it without you. So we need, we rely on your feedback. We rely on your strong opinions. We rely on what you like and don't like. Uh, that's, it's, it's principle number five. We, only you, our customer, are able to evaluate the quality of what we produce. So we want to take your feedback and, and use that to answer questions, to figure out topics we need to explain better, where we need to dive deeper. Which reminds me, I have, I have to make an announcement later. I forgot, but uh, remind me. Okay. It just popped in my head. That was a tangent. I didn't go down there. I shelved it. It's, a, it, it's an A-B testing first. Yeah, it's, this is hard. <laughs> I was going to give an introduction, but uh, I will wait till after he talks, and then I'll talk about some stuff that Rob's been doing. So, Rob? Hello? Oh, you can hear me. Am, am I the only Rob? You're the only <laughs> Rob. Oh, okay, yeah. So I love the podcast, actually, guys, so I wanted to thank you, like everyone else. And weirdly enough, I think I was doing modern testing before I even knew what modern testing was. Um, <laughs> so um, I started hearing some interesting things around about modern testing and Alan Brent and stuff. I think I might have been Connor, actually, that introduced uh, modern, the modern testing podcast to me. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I, I've, I have a huge interest in testability and a huge interest in in, in in quality coaching and test coaching. And I've been working as a test coach now probably for for two years. Talk a lot about that. Connor as well works on that kind of stuff with me and quality engineering. And what we've been doing is 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 working together to build a, a vision for our uh, for the future of testing in our organization. And and the principles and and, and and your podcasts have influenced that greatly as well, you know. So it's been a big, big factor for us. Um, so I just really wanted to thank you for that. Uh, you know, really, really uh, cool ideas, pushing the boundaries. And uh, there's so much in common with my own beliefs and thoughts around testing that I had to be on the call today uh, to, to, to just say thanks as well. Totally appreciate that. Where are you in in your business culture change? Um, so yeah, so as I said, I'm, I'm head of testing and a quality, quality coach, uh, quality coach. So I work with a team of testers and we're trying to influence the change in testing across the organization. So I actually work with the development teams to actually, um, build testability into the product, identify, um, quality goals and, and more influence the teams rather than actually test anymore. So I do very little testing anymore, unfortunately, but, um, uh, it's more around strategy and direction and, and, uh, and uh, develop, identifying goals and, and building good practices that allow our teams to, to deliver quality quicker. Awesome. Love it. That's, that, that's that, it. that mantra, I think, is the single most important thing, what you just said, is, right, uh, so for so long, test has been accused of slowing things down or stopping ship, and, and we need to change that direction it needs to be quality and speed not or yeah 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 so so the big so what's great for us now is we've moved away from the area from from focusing primarily on automation maintaining debugging and automation and we're we're going and doing the things that you're discussing like the uh, looking at data analytics uh, driving our understanding the user using the data analytics but also things like uh, ethnographic research 
um, things like that. So we go and do user research, talk directly to them. We were very big. I've pushed user story mapping in a big way. So we get different elements of the business involved in the conversation before we build anything and getting those diverse perspectives involved is hugely important to understanding quality, not just from a user's perspective, but from the perspectives of everyone who interacts with the product. Um, So, but there's also things around, you know, building skills across the teams and deep exploratory testing and risk analysis and a whole host of things. Very cool to hear. And the introduction I was going to add is like, I I know from uh, talks you've done, I think at TestBash, that that you're doing that you're into that coaching consulting world, which I think is uh, at some point, maybe that's the next talk I give about modern testing is, is postmodern testing and talk about what roles people move into. I can talk about myself, of course, um, there are other people like, you know, talk about Brent moving into a data science role. I talk about you moving into a coaching role. I think there may be something there. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad yeah, you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's fun. It's very interesting because testers have these critical, critical thinking skills and analysis skills that can be applied in, in, in a fractal manner across businesses with different layers and different ways. So, um, you know, whether you start with hypothesis driven development and, and, you know, others, just loads of stuff that we can use. I love everything you're saying, Rob. <laughs> everything. Brent, uh, Brent, Brent's giggling. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. This is, uh, is this so cool to hear? We should we should do we should have a hundredth episode more often. We could do it next time. It'll be mine, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> There'll be one woo and we'll move on. We have the uh the infamous and up I guess it's not too late on uh in, in Europe, uh, as Brent refers to him, Patrick, what does the rest <laughs> of us call him? The test pappy himself, Patrick Prill. Hi, guys. Hi, Patrick. Um, or Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Hi, Pill. <Ben>. No. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Um, no, thank you guys for 100 episodes. It's really great to be there from, I don't know, I think I started around episode 15 or so. Um, so it's really great how you evolved the podcast. And I really have to say that the six little words of accelerate the achievement of shippable quality really changed my world. And uh, these six little words really influenced my attitude and how to approach my daily work and my decisions. So thank you for those. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that That's, I think that was a, a breakthrough, a for a lot of folks, it certainly was for me. Um, yeah, that, the, it definitely was a change in uh, in the discussions in the podcast. Yep. When you guys found that very short summary, um, and you were, I remember that you were very happy when you found that. Um, I think that influenced all that modern testing principle idea. So that was really, really great. I was just uh, my my mind was wandering back, and uh, of course, you've been listening for a long time. You've kind of seen, just seeing so it, guys. Know Brent and I rarely talk outside of the podcast recording, especially since I left Microsoft. And occasionally, there'll be a, there'll be a message back and forth on Slack, maybe on something I want feedback on or an idea. But really, everything we've you've witnessed as listeners the development of everything we've done because we've done 99% of it recorded and then published to the internet. 
So just kind of thinking back, I, I remember, I remember having the notion, I think I just read Ray Dalio's principles and having a notion of we should have modern, we've been talking about modern testing for a while. We should have principles. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I wrote some out and, and Brent, uh, slaughtered them. Yeah. Which I love. I, I, I think I really believe in, in good ideas coming from fierce debate. And then we brought them to the community and there was more debate. Then we talked about them and they got tweaked more and we thought they would keep on changing and changing and changing, but they've been solid now for like a year. No, more than a year. I, I, as I get older, I refuse to stop, uh, to look back in time and go, how long has it been since? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just I, the 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 reflection was not the time. It's just the, uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's when you see something come as they're they're the evolution. It's like how did these start? Where what's the origin story of these, and how did they evolve into this? I don't really recall all the details. I'd have to go back. But the cool thing is, I could go back and listen to all of our episodes and uh, figure it out. The yeah, and I still think it's it's a living document. Um, for the, sure. The the thing is, uh, as as mentioned, for a lot of folks, the, the modern testing principles are are the past already. But for a lot of folks, it is still very much sort of a north star visionary uh, statement. And so, I think it'll probably still change as as uh, as the world shifts towards well, duh, uh, on on where it stands, right? Uh, so for Patrick, right, the one of my favorite things is he, yeah, he joined the Slack channel early on. And um, if there was, I'll just put it this way, if there was something stupid Alan and I said on the podcast, I could always count on Patrick to call us out. And then we could we could fix it, uh, adjust it, or, or clarify. Um, early on in the formative days, Patrick was was super important to us. Thank you for that, Patrick. You're very welcome. Yeah. Hope you stick around for the next hundred or ten or one even. <laughs> oh, of course. Cool. Um, I'm going to uh, mispronounce this name, so please correct me. Uh, is it Euros? It's Uros, but <laughs> thanks for trying. <laughs> um, okay, uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you guys on a 100th episode. Thank and, you. Uh, I was introduced uh, to AB Testing Podcast by Patrick, <laughs> oh. as a matter of speaking. So thank you, Patrick, for that. And uh, it was right around when you started talking about uh, modern testing. And uh, what struck me most about it is that I felt like I was doing a lot of things already that you were already talking about, uh, but you put it so nicely into the words. And uh, to be honest, I'm still distilling uh, all the principles and all the let's say, important details that you are talking about them. And uh, if you're okay, I would like to also contact you in the future about some things that I have in my mind, so maybe some details to discuss about. Of course, of course. And 
Okay, thank you. And the last thing I wanted to say, I enjoy your banters at the beginning of the episodes. <laughs> I learned some uh, some important stuff about cooking, about music and whatnot. So thank you for that as well. And I wish you many more episodes. <laughs> thank you very much. I, I do have to admit, sometimes they go on a little bit too long. But... Yeah, um, I, I do know there are <laughs> listeners, probably none of you, but I do know there are listeners that kind of skip the first 10 minutes and wait for us to talk about something interesting. And that's fine. I will say, like, one of the first reviews we ever got for A-B testing was something along the lines of it's two two guys babbling about – that their vibe was two guys babbling about testing over beers. We've never actually had beers here. But I do like that spirit. I do think it's part of the the charisma of the. That was Michael Larson. That's the that's, oh okay. That, that, that was the post. <laughs> that, that was the post uh, from Michael Larson. Yeah, it was like two guys having beers. Yep. Not knowing we recorded eight o'clock in the morning. No. Thank you, thank you, Eros. And and one thing I wanted to mention and um, before I, I'll make sure I haven't missed anybody, but it was test bash. One year ago, almost exactly where I first gave a talk on modern testing. We haven't talked about it for a while. We've been talking about it when I submitted, and I'm glad they accepted the talk. And it was fun to talk about. And this is on the dojo. It's their only, as far as I know, it's still the only uh, Ministry of Test uh, talk on their dojo with an explicit tag on it. (laughs) I got excited. Uh, And when I gave that talk, the really, the thing that really, struck me when people came up to me they weren't freaked out but i had people come up to me and say that thank you for giving a label to the thing i've already been doing i've already and it's like oh my gosh it's not it's not i'm not scaring the crap out of people this is something they're actually can either see happening or something they're already doing so that was really great then the one um actually did i skip anybody if you if i skipped you because i'm blind uh please unmute and talk otherwise i'll Make a quick announcement. Okay, I'm good. I mentioned uh, Ministry of Test for big fans, Ministry of Testing, uh, Test Bash, big fans of that conference. Uh, I, th- I don't know if I've even mentioned this to you, Brent, but I am working with Ministry of Testing literally as we speak. Sometime in 2019, Ministry of Testing will debut a nine-part course on modern testing. Whoa, Cool. So uh, an introduction episode, one for each principle, and then a recap on post or, or talk about postmodern testing, as we call it, like what happens after modern testing. So there'll be um, the plan is each is only about five minutes long. And the idea is to give people a lot more. It'll be I expect it will be like each course will be like the super condensed version of the deep dives we did. Uh, on the podcast. And in fact, I'll use those for resources. Sure. So lesson plans are done. Uh, courses plan is done. Working through those. Um, they'll take a while to get the work done, but I'm pretty excited about that. Do you want to send that to me? I will send you a link to the lesson plans. You can start giving me feedback. Okay. Because uh, one of the things that I intend to do this weekend, and I'll do it just before we publish, I've decided to that my pen ultimate uh, blog post on Testastic will be this weekend. It will be the document we've been working on around modern testing. Uh, that will be, uh, I will write up my final words on that one, post that as a blog post, and that 
I intend to be the last blog post I ever do on Testastic. When was the last blog post ever on Testastic? Wasn't that a long time ago? Uh, it, it, it's two or three years now. It, it, it's the. It doesn't. The brand is a great brand, um, but it's not who I am anymore. And your announcement? That was it. Oh, okay. That was it. That yeah. was it. And also, one big shout out, not on the podcast today, but one thing from, again, our community and you guys are just huge for us. And uh, if you're not on the Slack group, uh, you should really get on there because I'm going to totally butcher this name. It's uh, Masiej Rodek, and that's probably wrong, but that's the best I can do. He listened to all of our principles episodes and the follow-ups and made a magnificent and huge and detailed mind map of modern testing. And that will get referenced and credited uh, throughout this course I'm building because it's just a really nice, it's just a fantastic job. So thank you. Um, as you listen to this, um, please uh, accept my thanks, even though I probably pronounced your name horribly. Uh, it's, it's really incredible. It is. He it did a fantastic job. Um, I recently saw that he did a post on on it as well i haven't yet gotten uh, google to go and translate it because he wrote it in i think he's polish check out the microsoft employee using google that's nice oh we're a different company now dude it's, it's no, all about not. it's all about what it takes to get it done yeah yeah we'll talk about uh, other things later <laughs> all right uh, this was fun i just want to thank all of you uh you can unmute and yell stuff at us in a minute but just for being a part of this and kind of you know taking this crazy idea to have a bunch of uh, listeners talk to us on the show, and I would say this even if you even if a lot of you didn't give us praise, uh, just I'm glad it worked out. Hopefully, hopefully the recording comes out. Otherwise, this is just a private show for. Uh, about 20 people, and we call it good. And, but, or we can do it again next week or <laughs> on the real 100. <laughs> but uh, really appreciate it. This is uh, – it's we never thought it would be – the podcast would be a thing. So it, it's just super exciting. And, and really, I just have a lot of gratitude for everyone who who's even listened to one episode. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to call that good, and I'll get this edited and published to the Slack channel hopefully tonight, but over the weekend for sure, and then out to the masses on Monday. Uh, Hopefully it includes all three of our voices, or 20, whatever there were. And uh, we'll see you next time for 101. Do we want to let the – you want to unmute all – Yeah, Let the the three do the sign-off? All right, three. (laughs) Sign on and give everyone a big goodbye. Good luck. I'm just letting my dog say goodbye. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. Hey. See you guys next week for episode 100 and 101. <laughs>